Hey guys, thanks for joining us. This is the Way to Well podcast brought to you by Global Stream. This is your host, Dr. Wiggins. Please like, follow, subscribe, and share this on all your social media platforms. You can also support us on Cash App at Dollar Sign Global Stream. Thanks again. Hi guys. Thanks for joining us. This is another episode of the Way to Well podcast. This is your host, Dr. Wiggins. Today, uh, continuing to talk a little bit about uh, just kind of the background around wellness and how surfing inspired and motivated me to get into wellness and to bring wellness to you, my audience, my wonderful audience. Um, so basically, uh, again, surfing is something that I kind of I found along my journey having gone through a bunch of stresses specifically within the realm of medicine and in my medical and surgical training um, I was exposed to a bunch of uh, malignant situations I, I was exposed to a bunch of unexpected um, turmoil and um, mistreatment and um, discrimination some physical harm um, spiritual definitely kind of a bunch of spiritual attacks and just attacks on my um, my self-esteem my um, my <laughs> everything I mean it, it was really kind of a holistic um, damaging of all the structure and the foundation that I had built up until that point and I really had no understanding of what was coming for me I didn't really anticipate it at all coming out of medical school I went to a, a, a majority black medical school, a historically black medical school uh, called Meharry Medical College, which is in Nashville, Tennessee. And so there um, we knew we were kind of nurtured and we kind of had a really um, <laughs> a, a kind of a godsend situation in that um, all of our mentors were basically there to see us make it through and were willing to kind of support us through our uh, trials and tribulations and mistakes and all that and still see us through to become uh, medical doctors and so coming out into the world of uh, medical training and, and postgraduate uh, training in residency um, it was quite an eye-opener to, to meet people who basically wanted to destroy me who wanted to um, tear down my sense of self-esteem and my sense of self-worth as a doctor um, I was addressed as Mr. Wiggins multiple times intentionally by uh, physicians who I worked with who were, who were trying to basically tear me down and disrespect me and make me feel as, as though I was less than for whatever reason in spite of my, um, my achievements and, and no, everybody in medicine knows that you don't match into orthopedic surgery with, with a, um, <laughs> a, a lower understanding I mean it, it, it's a really competitive specialty and so you have to really kind of bring your A game all throughout medical school to make it to that point. And so to, ha to get there and to have people kind of disrespect me in, in such a way and not really support me through the rest of my training as a surgeon was, was really shocking for me. Um, and I didn't really want to accept the fact that it was happening until, until the very end when I basically had to make a decision to protect myself and to protect my career in spite of all the attacks that I was receiving by my previous institution or pro, uh, training program. So all that being said, I ended up resigning from that situation under duress, under serious duress, 
and um, decided to leave and basically find my own internal happiness and joy and peace um, in spite of everything that was going on. I was, they were basically actively trying to lock me out of orthopedic surgery in a sense and I, I didn't really have the opportunity to reapply and get, in, get into a better program and a better situation. So it was extremely stressful for me to the point that I didn't know if I wanted to continue living because I had basically defined myself as an orthopedic surgeon. I had become so subspecialized and so uh, trained and, and really kind of focused in this particular area that I couldn't even see myself becoming a family physician or another type of doctor. I was so um, self-defined as a surgeon and I had, I had so much uh, love for the for that particular craft, I had so much, um, I just felt at home there. I really had a gift, I felt, to uh, fix bones and to re reduce uh, dislocations and, and reduce fractures and the whole nine. Um, I, I just, I, I know I had good hand skills and I do still have good hand skills, which is why I'm in the specialty that I'm in, in anesthesiology and specifically in regional anesthesiology, um, where we do a lot of nerve blocks and that sort of thing and, and use our hands a lot to do procedural medicine. So um, it, it was really tough for me to find my way forward and find a new path for myself. I just I couldn't envision anything else in medicine that would give me the same joy that I had in orthopedic surgery. And having worked so hard to get there, I, I really didn't know if I wanted to live anymore. It was that serious to me. So I can understand, you know, looking back, how people um, would tell me in medical school that uh, surgeons and doctors and dentists have a higher suicide rate than the national average. We go through so much and don't even realize what we've signed ourselves up for until we get into the uh, the, the real fire of the situation. And um, it, it became almost overwhelming for me, if, if not only for um, some, some very supportive people around me, including my mother and a few other surgeons who saw my gift and saw um, the good in me and, and knew that I was being mistreated. I don't know if I'd be here today talking to you. So um, that being said, I was able to move forward. I, I ended up moving to um, Atlanta originally, um, thanks to a, a very close friend who was able to kind of help me out and um, see me through that rough period for a while. I ended up kind of getting my own spot there. And then I was able to get a job as an orthopedic surgery house officer in New York and in Brooklyn. Um, did that for a little while and then moved to Florida where I taught myself how to surf and that's kind of where I really um, on top of kind of and this was wasn't my initial I, I really kind of was teaching myself to surf even when I was in Atlanta coming out of um, that surgery training program in Louisiana but getting um, that ability to kind of move to Florida for uh, an ex extended period of time gave me the ability to really progress um, but but surfing in itself I found it you know, coming out of that training program, I was able to go to Florida a lot, even while I was living in Atlanta. I would pretty much go every weekend um, and, and make that drive down, um, surf. If I could stay longer than a weekend, I would stay and, and um, ended up kind of falling in love with it to the point that I would go down there. Um, me and my, my best friend would camp. We would camp out in, you know, in, in one of the campground areas in St. Augustine or down in Daytona or uh, drive out on the beach. We'd go surfing. Um, I mean, we, we kind of went all up and down, all around Florida, kind of just search, search, just kind of searching out the different coasts and the different breaks, kind of just doing a bunch of different things, putting together other video projects and that sort of thing, which we never in, ended up really dropping, but it, it was all a quest and a journey 
um, internally for us, I think, to figure out who we were and to figure out how surfing was going to become a, an integral part of our lives going forward. And so now both of us are very avid surfers, um, even though we were not able to kind of really have those same trips just based on distance and, and where we live currently, it's great to know that um, we were able to pick up a craft that really gives us what we need in terms of wellness and health and fitness and everything that puts your life on the right track because there are so many things that we're exposed to, specifically as young black men that are really not there to build you and to make you a stronger and better person. They're there to drive you off the the right track in life and kind of expose you to a bunch of bad influences and, and bad decisions and things that really don't put you in, a, in the, the place to be a guide, to be a leader, to be a father, to be um, a strong professional in whatever industry or field you find yourself working in in your community. It really kind of, you know, takes you in a different path. And what I mean by that is um, a lot of us, we get into this thing where we want to grow up and either be, you know, a basketball player, a football player, or we want to rap or do some type of music. And even though I knew I was gifted in um, math and physics and, you know, I, I was in uh, AP physics and honors, everything, I was, you know, in the honors program at uh, Morehouse College. I, I had a presidential scholarship, full ride, the whole nine. I still got onto the path of wanting to get into the, the music industry and wanting to do that whole thing and it really kind of distracted me from my gifts and um, took me away from being able to be the best candidate for medical school that I could have been. I was really kind of fortunate that I was able to keep it in the road in spite of everything I went through even in undergrad that um, kind of just took me off of my path. Uh, going to college in Atlanta it was really easy to, to find yourself partying and, and drinking and doing things that aren't really conducive to your best wellness and your your success and preparedness for life um, and <laughs> we all kind of get into the college culture for the most part except for the few fortunate ones of us who have the discipline and structure not to fall for the trap but I definitely did and I'm fortunate enough uh, that I was able to kind of get myself and uh, uh, thanks to a lot of people's help and um, prayers and urging and everything else I was able to kind of get myself back into the middle of the road and, and um, able to continue my path and my purpose in medicine. So um, all that being said, uh, it's been an extremely long, hard road. I'm not one of those guys who grew up kind of near a beach or on a beach and learned how to surf at six years old. I'm a, a guy, I'm a black guy who found surfing uh, by virtue of a lot of stress and, and, urge, and the urge to kind of get back to the beach in spite of my career and my you know everything education and everything taking me away from what I feel was my my natural home even coming out of medical school I um, I, I, I applied to pretty much every orthopedic surgery training program in the country because we were told that it's extremely competitive and you have to give yourself that shot so um, I was willing to kind of along you know and again thanks to my mother I was able to sacrifice the monies to apply to every single program and, and got a significant number of um, interviews and even though I was I was able to interview in a bunch of different places including like West Virginia and, and I believe I went as far north as uh, Syracuse New York um, or Stony Brook somewhere in that area um, 
you know, I still, I pretty much based my rank list off of me wanting to stay in the South because I know this is where my body is truly, you know, it, it feels the best. Um, I'm not a cold weather person, even though I found um, some enjoyment in, in the cold weather when there is snow or when I'm able to kind of get out and do some cold weather surfing. But other than that, like, um, <laughs> I, I really know that I belong down in the South. When I'm, able, when I'm able to take my surfing trips to Costa Rica, which I try to do as often as I can, I really feel like I'm even more at home than I am in Tennessee or in Atlanta. And when I was able to go to South Africa, I felt even more at home. So it's, it's, it's a thing where I kind of, everybody has their, um, their native climate where they belong. And I know for me, it's, it's warm weather. Um, so I was really trying to get myself down there and that's probably what worked against me ending up matching where I match and having that millennium experience that I had but again um, all in all I'm very thankful for it because I, I landed in a, in a very um, lifestyle, lifestyle oriented specialty that being anesthesiology where I'm able to kind of dictate how much I work and, and kind of am able to structure my life around wellness and uh, getting to the beach and doing those things I need to do for myself and for my family to put us in the position that we can manifest the life that we want for ourselves um, so again you know going back to you know kind of my, my those stages in between residency and finding um, myself you know or, orthopedic surgery residency and finding myself back into residency and anesthesia um, surfing was the thing that brought me through um, and I, I didn't really have the chance or wasn't able to kind of really get anybody to teach me so I made a lot of mistakes learning surfing myself that I also want to keep you guys from making um, getting into the getting into the sport and, and into the, uh, the lifestyle so I will continue to share more of that in the future episodes but um, this is kind of just my, my introductory build on you know why surfing is good for you why surfing is definitely it's been like a godsend for me and um, it really it's, it's interesting because surfing kind of it brought me closer and made me open my mind to yoga and, and yoga really enhanced my, my life even more um, or maybe equivalent to to what surfing has done and I still really haven't even embraced the two to the fullest extent as I could so um, I know I still have a long journey ahead of me and I'm very fortunate to even be uh, taking the first steps on that journey and I want everyone around me and, and my audience um, to benefit from my steps and benefit from my mistakes so that you don't make the same mistakes I made and you're able to kind of appreciate wellness and get a head start on getting into wellness before it's kind of too late. We all are going through this pandemic situation with coronavirus. There's now a new strain of coronavirus um, that I really haven't had a chance to research fully, but I, I, you know, I know of its, uh, the, the talkings of it are out there and it's just an overwhelming situation for those of us who have no appreciation or no approach to wellness. If you're not living a lifestyle that puts you in place to be well, you're going to become overwhelmed by everything that's coming down the pike. So um, again, surfing is, just, is one aspect. Yoga is one aspect. Those two things put together um, made breathing all the more important to me. Um, when you're out there in the waves and you're dealing with heavy surf, you really have to have very um, disciplined control over your breathing and um, 
you have to be very calm within and, and able to um, deal with you know going under a wave or, or being uh, hit by three or four waves and, and keeping yourself calm holding your breath um, reorienting yourself when you're under you know a, a wave just crashed over you and you kind of get tumbled or if you fall off the board um, riding through you know a tube or uh, just riding you know riding a big wave and you fall off the board and you know you may uh, take a heavy uh, fall and you really kind of have to keep yourself calm and yoga really brings a lot of that to the forefront for me and um, for those of us who engage in the practice along with our surfing um, so again these are just uh, things that I want to put in front of you to help you understand how important it, it is to me and how effective and um, life-giving it can be for you if you're willing to embrace it um, there are those of us who would say you know don't embrace don't don't, don't you know encourage anybody else to get into surfing there's already too many people out there on the brakes as it is it's already too popular and we don't want everybody out there kind of crowding the brakes but um and i don't either you know honestly i don't really want everybody to run to the beach and go surfing because it, it does kind of throw things off for those of us who are serious about it and, and um, appreciate it for reasons other than just um you know hitting aerials and doing crazy stunts and being on film some of us really are out there meditating and becoming or finding our oneness with mother nature in the water um so again for those of you who are really serious um this is really for you i'm not here to get a million views or to get you know likes and this and that and to make you know a million dollars i'm not really in this for the money i i'm in this because I want to um, live out my full purpose. I know I'm not here just to be a doctor and treat one patient at a time, but I'm here also to convey information to those of us who are not in the medical field that can be useful and beneficial in your everyday life, not just if you need surgery or if you need an orthopedic surgeon. I mean, that's not, I've learned that I'm not just an orthopedic surgeon and I'm not just an anesthesiologist. I'm, I am a healthcare practitioner and I can give you guys a whole lot more um, and, and it is really my responsibility to learn more, to be able to give you more, and to really live that practice out. You know, a lot of us as doctors really don't live a life of wellness. We are very unfit, we're very unhealthy. We don't eat right, but we want to come to work every day and try to heal other people. And that really doesn't add up, even though you can, you can do some things with technology these days in spite of your own shortcomings, but to really be able to live your full purpose as a physician you really kind of have to live it yourself. That's that's how I see it, and that's what I venture to do for you and for myself. So this is not only a podcast, but it's also a blog. It's also a website. I have books coming out soon. They're not just books for you to read, but they're workbooks that you can work yourself through over time. Not, not to be rushed through, but something that you're supposed to take seriously. And it will give you a framework to build your lifestyle around wellness and to give you your optimum chance at a quality life. So this is not only for the adults out there, but for the very young. For those of you, if you can read, you can start working on your wellness journey and you can start with this workbook I've got for you coming soon. And it is called The Way to Well. I've got books one and book two coming to you. Book one is basically a breakdown of wellness and kind of gives you a orientation and perspective on wellness um, along with our podcast here and our vlog. And workbook two really kind of takes you into the steps and the framework that you need to um, start to build your wellness journey and it'll take you forward into further books that I'll have coming for you so um, so I appreciate you guys coming in and joining us again this is Dr. Wiggins 
um, for the Way to Well podcast. This is GlobalStream.com. Please follow us. You know, like everything, subscribe everything. If you if you definitely do appreciate what we're doing here, um, and, and continue to, to join us and, and build with us. We want to see you on the next episode. This is just the first. You know, we still have a lot more to, to, to share with you. So I, again, I appreciate you guys. Um, IG is Global Stream. Uh, YouTube is Global Stream. Facebook is uh, Global Stream Health or uh, Global Stream One or something like that. I don't know. But um, check us out. Dollar sign Global Stream for uh, the Cash App if you guys want to support. And we'll see you on the next one. All right. Well, that's it for this episode of the Way to Well podcast, guys. Thank you for all of your support. Please remember to like this content, share it with your friends, subscribe to our channels, support us via Cash App at Dollar Sign Global Stream. Make sure you check out the website at GlobalStream.com. We have a whole lot more in store for you. Until next time, live well and stay tuned. Peace.